1: She's been publishing novels since 1973. Her bread and butter is family turmoil and loss and death and illness and relationships. She's been decorated by the French government. She's had five husbands. And, of course, her highest distinction happens to be today because she's the focus of today's show. We're talking Danielle Steele on Book of the Day. Welcome back to Book of the Day here on CPL Radio. I'm Jeff Messerman in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Joining me, as always, Steve Donahue in the Boston area, in the Boston Arena. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good morning, Steve. Um, big day today. Big author. She looms large in everyone's life. She'll be the we first to tell you that. Dealing with a known quantity, indeed. Quantity, out,
0: quantity. It's the word. This author has been writing for almost fifty years. Remarkable. There has been no change of any perceptible ability in her author photo in all of that time. <laughs> it's entirely likely that when we are doing a broadcast in 2072, <laughs> she will uh, she will still be writing. <laughs> so today's book is the Whittiers. That is her latest novel. Are you sure? <laughs> Sure. As of this recording, we we haven't gone to bed yet, but that is her latest novel. This is probably your Christmas, Danielle Steele. And as your teaser indicated, this is an author who works very familiar ground. Yeah. She has found a formula, and she mostly sticks to it. Works it good. She works it good. It revolves usually around families and glamour. Yeah. And the Whittiers is a perfect example of that. It's a they're an extremely comfortable, financially comfortable, well-to-do family. They have a big, ornate brownstone mansion in New York City. And at the beginning of the novel, Preston and Constance Whittier, the familias and the the mother of the family, uh, get wiped out. <laughs> One of the things you learned about Daniel Steel. I've read probably thirty of her novels out of five hundred. Yes, but one thing you learn about her is that when she wants to get a character off stage, <laughs> she's pretty brutal. <laughs> they don't linger when she wants to get rid of them; they're gone. She's it's the a master enter- of getting the hook. <laughs> yeah, you get the hook. Stage left. She wants you out of the way. She knows what story she wants to tell, and the story here is not Preston and Constance. <laughs> the story here is their children, never brood children. And when, of course, the key here is that the parents die unexpectedly and together. So it catches
1: the children in the midst of their personal disarray. Let me ask, is it automobile, a plane, or uh, a lion? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you remember how they're taken? (laughs) This is Danielle
0: Steele so she doesn't waste anything on the mundane. (laughs) (laughs) mundane. None of our damn business (laughs) are skiing. And you might think, okay, ski mobile
1: heart attack. No, it's avalanche. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'm so happy about that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, And that leaves their their children. There's the oldest boy Lyle Mm -hmm. who's grappling with uh, a divorce. There's the, the second daughter, Gloria, who has lapsed into being a kind of soulless, money grubbing Wall Street drone. Mm. And when you have a tragedy in the family, suddenly you are forced to deal with human relationship things. And that's indeed, it's awkward for her. There are twins in the family. Of course, it's not a Daniel Steel story without twins. There's Carolyn and Charlie, and they are trying to launch a business on their own without the silver apron strings of Preston and Constance, who would certainly have floated them. Indefinitely, mm-hmm, certainly. Uh, there's Benji, who has special needs. He has he's mm-hmm. developmentally challenged, so okay. he a whole group of challenges all on his own. And then there's Annabelle, who's the youngest and who has dropped out of college and is, uh, I believe, uh, Danielle Steele's generation would refer to her as a handful. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> so you can tell their, their family stories are going in all different directions. When suddenly. They are faced not only with a tragedy—the death of their parents, totally unexpectedly—but also a major question that needs to be settled, which is what to do with that historic Manhattan brownstone. <laughs> it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Certainly, yes. For half, at least half of the children, that's a big thing. That's that would change a lot. This is—I'm sure that Daniel Steele knows this. She she works and travels and relaxes in fairly rarefied circles in wealthy families this is often the bone of contention what to do with the house
1: yeah yeah
0: and that is that is what drives this novel the family members come together you get the impression that some of these these adult children don't know each other all that well there's long-standing brooding conflicts between a lot of them they have to come together not only to deal with all of that and forge a way forward but also to figure out what to do with the house and that is the whittier's so, this is a real estate drama. Well, Among <laughs> other things, yes. Unfortunately, in a lot of the upper across Manhattan families that Daniel Steele knows quite well, the real estate drama ends up being the only drama. It turns out I when know. you uncover, when you lift up the rock, all of these adult children were just waiting for the avalanche part. <laughs> it's, it's the other part <laughs> that is going to be the only drama. There is emotional heft sure. in the years. And when I talk about you know, the, the mother and father suddenly disappearing and all these adult children having all sorts of different issues to deal with, plus the issue of what to do with the house. You might think you might think a lot of things. <laughs> and <laughs> One thing that won't be true with Daniel Steele <laughs> is that the resulting drama will not be well written. Yeah. yeah. Which is, well, you shrug it off, but it's yeah. kind of... <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, can you imagine just off the top of your head, can you imagine doing anything at all for 50 years without getting any better at it anything at all uh, plumbers i mean you know you say that and so do i but in 50 years i bet you would know everything there is to know about plumbing i was also going to mention professional basketball our respective genetic lineages rule us out <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, if we tried for 50 years i bet we'd get good at it we'd be uh yeah that always amazes me when it comes to daniel steel and a few other writers yeah but she has never in all that time, even so much as budged her writing level, much less upped it. So, she's, I mean, The adjective used to describe Lyle on page 13 is used yeah. to describe him on page 30, on page 41, on page 50, on page 60, on page 60 again, on page 62. The same adjective, over and over again. The <laughs> adjective that used to describe him is used over and over again. Endless one-sentence paragraphs. So, of, uh, a yeah. a rebellious dropout from college. Do we know anything more about her? No, we don't. Absolutely <laughs> not. As far as Daniel Seale is concerned, that is her personality. Yeah. So what she was like when she was in grade school before I had a chance to drop out of college, I mean, she didn't exist at all. <laughs> that is what... I was turning the pages in the Whittiers. Oh, okay. So here's the bare bones of the story. Wealthy family, lots of conflict. Like you said, in the teaser. Wealthy family, lots of conflict. <laughs> I was I was turning the pages, but, you know, there reached a point in the Whittiers where I was thinking, okay, am I turning the pages because I'm at all interested in what's going on here? Or is it that I have been turning the pages of Daniel Steele novels for 50 years?
1: <laughs> you get bursitis and tendonitis after a while. <laughs> all that a familiarity. <laughs> I, I, I
0: always ask myself when I read, I read about one Daniel Steele novel a year. Mm-hmm. And I have forever, because she's still in the industry, and, and there are all kinds of records that future writers about popular literature are going to have to deal with because of her so i I stick I keep up with her, but I always wonder if you took the plot of The Whittiers and took her name off it, took her face and you know her author photo off sure. the, back and packaged it as a debut by someone else. Would even her diehard fans like it?
1: That is interesting. I don't think... Yeah. Her only competition in her particular industry would probably be someone like Nora Roberts, I would think, who does sort of the same type of thing. But I feel like Nora, if I can call her by her first name, has... It seems to be stretched. the producer radio. <laughs> well, Does Danielle and Nora. you can <laughs> call her anything you like. <laughs> so, no and Danny. <laughs> no and Danny. Uh, they... Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like Nora Roberts flexes a bit more and does probably would see Daniel Steele as an inspiration, but you know maybe I'll do a little more on characterization, a little more plotting, you know. So I feel I feel like that would be her only contemporary who does who cranks right. out that type of uh, you know has that kind of output.
0: Nora Roberts will use pseudonyms; she will use different genres. As far <laughs> as we know, Daniel Steele does not do that. No, and you know I I say. You know, halfway through the Whittiers, I was just turning pages, but the characters are all the same. They're all described the same. There's a ton of one sentence paragraphs. The, the action is static. And, and I'm saying all that, but at the same time, without any uh criticism at all, I'm thinking Daniel Steele's diehard fans are probably sinking into this same book. Yeah. Like a warm bath. Because this is what they want. They want Daniel Steel details and a Daniel Steele plot outline. Which is basically what the Whittiers is. It's it
1: it seems to me that Danielle Steele and certainly James Patterson and even a little bit more, they're kind of writing television in book form. It's just these are episodes. This is in the next. This is the next episode of the Danielle Steele show, right? And, or and, well, and not only television, but more specifically soap operas. Sure,
0: absolutely. Where it's all primary colors, where there simply isn't time for nuance. No. And and that's the euphemism that we can use in the case of Daniel Steele or James Patterson's not a perfect example. I would argue there's no ability for nuance mm. either. And that if there was, if Daniel Steele had ability for nuance, her first book back in 1973 yeah. has a bit of nuance. Sure. steadily eroded over time. I don't think she's capable of it anymore, but I, think, I don't think she'd worry about
1: it. I don't. Yeah, it's certainly. I don't even think there's a desire either in her or her readers for the nuance you're talking read. about. Right. Right. So um, they're just happy to have her. They're just, I mean, they're just happy to have her on the shelves. And um, it's yeah, it's bare bones kind of entertainment,
0: but the Whittiers is entertaining to read. Yeah. It's just you read it. You read it. If you read it critically, then you're thinking, okay, well, what if I gave this? I know this, this is an absurd mental exercise, but we'll do it anyway because <laughs> CPL radio is where absurd mental exercises go to die. <laughs> <laughs> kind of our uh, bread and butter. For a minute, the plot that I just described, written by Marilyn Robinson, it would win the National Book Award. It, yeah. would book <laughs> <Club>. <laughs> sure. it would win the Nobel. It would guarantee her a Nobel Prize. It would be in every book club, it would be made into a movie. Certainly. In which Timothy Chalamet would play all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same plot, even the same names, the exact same thing. In If Marilyn Robinson did it, the avalanche wouldn't be ridiculous. <laughs> if Marilyn <laughs> Robinson did it, then the entities, a special needs character wouldn't seem quite so pandering. Yeah. yeah. It, all of it would be a better research, for instance. Gloria's experiences on Wall Street are. The product of literally Googling the words Wall Street. (laughs) There's nothing to it at all. I don't think Daniel Seal has even bothered to watch Boiler Room.
1: (laughs) Oh, I could never watch The Wolf of Wall Street. It's too too dark.
0: Um. I I wonder what to make of that i guess yeah. ultimately i wonder what to make of that i, I was going to say i wonder what daniel Steele's fans make of that but a plenty of those fans also read Marilyn robinson they just know what gear they're enjoying yeah. daniel yeah. absolutely so no well, judgment at all. it's just i There's a phenomenon here that we'll have to deal with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steve, the movie you just described, I can just say personally, I'd watch the hell out of. Uh, So (laughs) there's that. And uh, certainly, yeah, it's part of the phenomenon. And Daniel Steele's fans will be thrilled to have her have her along for the holidays. You know, that's
0: a uh, family drama. As far as Daniel Steele house rules go, it is certainly not a misfire.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like without did, a doubt,
0: we did an episode about John Grisham, who's another author just like this. But I think the Boys from Biloxi was a misfire, and, I
1: think and even his fans, his fans feel the same. Yeah, without a doubt, I'm hearing that even around the around the so shop here.
0: To say about Danielle Steele, I think is that either she or her team, her production team, at her publisher, they will not allow a misfire to go to bookstores. <laughs>
1: So you won't I have use that. I could use that team myself around here. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're mostly misfires here <laughs> That's mostly what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Send your applications to Cedarburg, Wisconsin, 53012. Um, anyway, a fine, a fine, fine episode of Book of the Day. We finally covered Daniel Steele. I feel like, Steve, we might again. <laughs> Oh, it might happen. Yes indeed. yes, indeed.
0: The week is still young.
1: <laughs> when I turn in tonight, I'll know. I'll hear the click, clack of the typewriter. And it's Danielle working very hard. Thank you so much, Steve. Wonderful episode. And we will see you again here on Book of the Day tomorrow. Thank you, everybody.